Hello and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have access to the Word of God, either by your Bible or by mobile device or computer, I would ask, ask you to turn over to or access First Peter chapter 2. Uh, I'll be speaking to your horse today for a few minutes as the Lord leads on this question. The living or stumbling stone, which is Christ to you? The living or stumbling stone, which is Christ to you? The Word of God tells us here, as uh, as we begin here in verse 1, he says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone. Speaking of Christ, using this metaphor, a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer of spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded or shall not be ashamed. Pay particular attention to verses 7 and 8 here. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious, but unto them which are dis be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed has become the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Let's repeat that last verse. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. They were appointed. Peter, as we begin in the context of Scripture here, of course, and the he's speaking to uh, believers that are scattered abroad, and he is exhorting them to, and uh, basically in progressive sanctification. In other words, uh, you know, putting away all their their sin, their malice, their guile, their hypocrisy, and envies, and all evil speakings, and and encouraging them as new ba newborn babes to desire the the word, the milk, the word of God, that they may grow in continual sanctification and com continually grow and conform to the image of Christ himself as God desires us to do. But as we enter in and we go through here, he refers to Christ, as I said here, as an interesting metaphor. In verse 4, he says, to whom coming as unto a living stone. That is basically a lively stone. One who has life and one in himself and one who gives life. Uh, one who, if you believe in him by faith, can give you life. And he says that as they have accepted him is, is evident here in Scripture because he calls these believers, these young believers, he says right here in verse 5, he says, he also as lively stone. So 
Christ is the living stone. And if you notice, Peter uh, over here and uh, has also referred to some other lively things. He said in chapter 1, verse 3, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then if you look at verse 23 of chapter 1, he said, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, the living word. But here he's speaking of the lively stone, Jesus Christ himself, the Savior of the world, uh, the Lamb of God, which came to take away the sin of the world by shedding his blood and giving his life on Calvary's cross for full payment of our sin debts, and as all of our sins were placed upon him on the cross. But he says right here, he is a lively stone. So as we go into verses 7 and 8, uh, even though he is speaking to uh, newborn believers, uh, you know, and believers in Christ already, I think there is a message. I believe in my heart there is a message for those who are rejecting Christ today. There is a very important message here for you if you are living a life of sin and you continuing to live in that life of sin, thinking that you have forever to live. And I want you to understand something. The word of God confirms over and over and over again that we are not promised another second. I've often referred to the, you know, the book of James, and I can't recall the exact scripture right now, but he says our life is as a vapor. It is here for a moment and then it's gone it's like a puff of smoke and the wind blows on it and it's gone. Even right here in verse 24 and 25 of uh, First Peter he, uh, chapter 1, he says, For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Folks, the simple, the gospel message is a simple message. It is so simple. Excuse me. It is so simple that a child, a small child can grasp it and take hold of it in their heart and receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. Uh, and and I, I tell you, folks, that this is such a strong message right here in verse seven and eight. He says unto you, therefore, which believe Christ is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, that means unbelieving. The stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. He is quoting there from Psalm uh, 1, chapter 118, verse 22. He says, the builders, they, they, and this is a message that was, was spoken to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes that were rejecting Christ so vehemently in his day. Uh, he, he, he referred to these scriptures many times in their presence, uh, telling them that he was that, that stone that, the, that God had laid up in Zion uh, as the, the head, the chief cornerstone. 
uh, and, and a cornerstone of a building is v the visible stone on the corner of the foundation upon which all the whole foundation of the building is built. But as we look at this today, I want you to understand the importance of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, because this gospel message is contained here in verses 7 and 8, because he said, let's read verse 7, he said, unto you therefore which believe, that is placing faith in Christ Jesus, he is precious, he is precious, he is not someone to be laughed at and scorned and rejected and just have our nose snubbed at as if it means nothing like his blood is just a common thing it's nothing to be counted important no christ is to re be received by faith and that makes him precious in our hearts and i can attest to this as i have received him into my heart and i know how I used to live and how my life used to be ruled by sin and the things in the world. And I kept going from one thing after another, trying to fill that void. And I thought the things of the world could do it. All the momentary and, and temporal things of the world that you, you go through one thing thinking that's the thing to have. And then that, that, that fails and you have to turn to something else. And, and, and it continues on and on and on. And you build up this life and you think you've got a life and not no and knowing the whole time because the, like we said he says right here all flesh is as grass and the glory of man the pomp and the pride of man is as the glory is as the flower of the grass the grass withereth and the flower fadeth away uh, a, a beautiful well a prime example a really good example set forth here as how fragile our life is if you count the the grass in the yard and the flower of that grass when the the hot summer heat hits it as spring buds and then summer comes in and the heat of the sun hits it during the summertime and it withers away or say it's beautiful in the fall and then the the strong cold wind from the north blows upon it and it dries up and it just it, it just goes away and it blows away in the wind and it's no longer there. That's how fragile our life is. So it's very important to grasp this message today. And I ask you this question, Christ, is he your living, lively stone or he is your stumbling rock or your stumbling stone? And, and the, the what hinges on that in this contrast, the thing that hinges whether he is your living stone or your stumbling stone is placing your faith is faith remember i spoke the other day about faith that brings about righteousness uh there is a a song that i love and it, it's uh upon the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand uh it's a beautiful song it says uh the first uh stanza of it says my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest rain but wholly lean on jesus name and the chorus says on christ the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand the thing of it here is, sinner friend if you're rejecting christ and you are going through life like you've got 
all the tomorrows to to go i want you to understand you're not guaranteed another second this might be the last time you hear the gospel message as peter has written it out here in the word of god yes he's speaking to born again believers but this message speaks to the heart of the lost soul as well and it is speaking to someone out there in the world today and i pray that you will understand that by faith you can christ can be your living stone he is remember what i said he's the one that has life and he is the one that can give life for he has life in himself and when you receive him by faith he will become precious in your heart instead of someone you laugh and scoff at and reject but if you continue, if you continue to reject him, if you continue to disobey the word, it says right here, unto you, therefore, that believe he's precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling. If you continue to live in your sin, you continue to reject him, he will become your stumbling stone. Why? Because you are disobedient. You're stumbling at the word, the word of God, which is being preached unto you right now. Salvation comes through faith in Christ and Christ alone, through his blood and through his righteousness. The apostle Paul said, for he made him sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And he is speaking of Jesus Christ, this lively stone, which can be your lively stone today. And you can be a lively stone as well and be built up in him, a spiritual household, which is his church and become part of his body, the church, the true church. But if you want to continue, if you continue on in sin, he will become a stumbling stone to you. And be, and this says right here that you are continually being disobedient. That is a, a present tense and a continual action, which your rejection speaks of your disobedience and stumbling at the word of God. And it says right here, whereunto also you, they are appointed. You are appointed. Basically what this says is a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. You that are disobedient, uh, like I said to believers, he's precious, but those that are disobedient, a stone over which they stumble and fall, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient unto stumbling over the stone and falling. You are falling into an eternity of damnation, whereunto also you were appointed. This is God's appointment to all those that are disobedient unto the word in eternity past. All those that would reject his son who he chose in eternity past to come and die on Calvary's cross and shed his precious blood uh, before the foundation of the world. It is the result of your unbelief. The idea of stumbling is your condition and when you reject christ you stumble more and more all the way into eternity if you die in your sins without christ today he will become your stumbling block your stumbling stone and you will fall off into eternity without him you will fall off into hell you will be one day cast into the lake of fire for all eternity without Christ. You will be eternally separated from the, the, 
the, the most holy and righteous God, eternally separated from grace, eternally separated from mercy, eternally separated from from his love, eternally separated. Jesus said, and this, this, this is John the Baptist speaking of Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 36, and I'll leave you with this thought. He said, he that believeth on the Son, speaking of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. He that believeth hath everlasting life, but he that believeth not the wrath of God rests upon him. You today, sinner friend, that's speaking of you. You say, well, that's awful harsh. No, that's the truth of God's word. The message has been preached to you today, and I ask you this question. Will you continue to allow Christ by your rejection and disobedience to the word of God to be your stumbling zone, or will you accept him by faith and allow him to be your lively stone, precious, not only precious to God, but he will become precious in your heart. And he wants to do that today. He is standing on the portals of glory, seated at the right hand of majesty on high, calling your name. If you feel the drawing to receive him today, that is the Holy Spirit convicting you of your sin and drawing you to his cross and drawing you to receive him by faith and accept his blood sacrifice for the payment of all of your sin. All you have to do is repent. All you have to do, and that means turning from your sinful ways and turning to God by placing your faith in Christ, asking him to come into your heart, confessing yourself a sinner, confessing him as the risen son of God and accepting him as your heart, into your heart as the living Savior. And that's all it takes today for him to be your living stone. Don't continue to reject him. Don't continue to be disobedient and stumble off into an eternal hell, eternally separated from God, where his judgment will be poured out without mixture, with no grace, no love, and no mercy for an eternity. Don't believe those that, that say, well, hell is temporary because you go there and you disintegrate. That is, that's false doctrine. Hell is eternal. The lake of fire is eternal. And the, the, the most torturous thing that could ever happen is to be eternally separated from the grace, mercy, and love of God. Won't you accept Christ today? I pray that you will. And that's the prayer of my heart. Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God. God bless.